welcome to another episode of Talking Shift. This podcast is a place for people to acquire knowledge of spirituality, or as I like to call it, our evolution. We talk about everything from spirits, psychics, the Galactic Federation, the Intergalactic Federation, channeling, spirituality, like all the things, starseeds, earth angels, healing, but my favorite, the ups and downs of being in these damn meat suits. Some of the shows you're going to be stuck with me, Diamond, as your host, and other various healers and wisdom sharers as we connect and we chat about our journeys, our experiences, and many discoveries we've had moving through our human and spiritual lives. We'll share some practices, tools that we've learned to help you shift your reality. We're all in this together, right? I would love for you to join us on our journey as we share and connect with others and create a space of acceptance and empowerment. We are brave, we are bold, we are raw, and we are very real. We'd love for you to join the conversation. Feel free to reach out at our email, reachout at diamondno.com or connect with us on our socials. TikTok is diamond.no and Facebook and Instagram are both diamondno, N-O as in nope. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Hey gang, welcome to the next Talking Shift with myself, Dime, and today I have with me one of my dearest, most trusted soul sisters, Liz. So welcome to the podcast, Liz. Thank you for having me, honey. I'm so honored. Oh, I'm Thank so you. so excited. So you me are too. one of the women that I trust the most with direction and guidance. And I know how heavy that responsibility is, um, you know, doing that for my own clientele. And I know how much purpose there is in that. So I want to kind of like, break it down for those who are looking to step more into soul purpose or more into being a leader or a mentor or providing direction for other people. But first I want to talk about you. I want you to brag it out a little bit, like your credentials, (laughs) they're insane. So let's talk a little bit about like your journey, what your credentials are, what you do in this world. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You know, so I do a lot of different things. Um, When I was very young, I was in a bookstore and I saw a tarot deck on the shelf and knew nothing about it. And I just saw it and I was like, I have to have that. It was just that knowing, inner knowing of, I don't know what that is, but I need to learn it. I need to master it. And so right from when I was very young, aware of energies in the house, um, started delving into tarot and teaching myself tarot and giving readings all throughout high school. Um, I never thought that it would be something that would become my professional career. I just did it for fulfillment, to help other people, to Mm -hmm. guide them, to empower them, to make the best decisions. And it was my true passion. Um, And I ended up kind of setting it aside for a while because tarot is very intense. Divination is very intense, no matter what you're doing, whether it's ruins, uh, whether it is tarot, whether it's Lenormand, Oracle cards, you know, some people throw the bones um, mm-hmm. or sortilage. There's all kinds of different types of divination that I do. But sometimes we go through ebb and flow, right? Where we're divining and then we need to take a break. So I took a break from tarot for a while and I went to McGill University and I studied world religions and English literature. So for me, I've always been a spiritual person and I've read all the texts, the East and Western texts delved into them, um, started studying meditation when I was 18. 
And then it really unfolded from there that in the background, I went into education, but in the background, I stepped back into my tarot business, um, started it uh, when I was in my first year of university, I came back to it. And from there, uh, really got into energy healing. So I do um, some shamanic healing, which is the Munaiki rites, and that's associated with um, a very powerful um, shaman. Um, he wrote Shaman Healer Sage, and he's just absolutely fantastic, Alberto. So if you check out his book, um, yeah. his energy rites that I do as a mentor, it's a whole course, but it's a, it, it basically centers around rites of passage and fire initiation. So I do that. I do etheric surgery where if you have entity attachments, I can go in and retrieve them and give them back to mother earth. And I also do sound healing and sound healing events in Toronto for all the new moons and full moons, which is very powerful. Sound is like universal healing. Mm -hmm. We don't even need to be speaking the same language. It's frequency. And um, that has been something that I've done for the community throughout the pandemic and uh, to really create community throughout all the chaos and shifts and changes that you talk about yeah. as well. So, yes. Yeah, so basically it, people come to me either for readings or energy sessions, and I'm always delving deeper into my gifts. I'm a student of Kabbalah as well. Since I was 18 as well, I took rabbinic Judaism at McGill. And from there, that set me on the path of Kabbalah. So I'm always someone that I'm a Libra, I'm an air sign. So I'm always looking to like delve deeper into my gifts, deeper into tarot, deeper into Kabbalah. And I really recommend that for people because I see, and I know that you see this too, that there's so many amazing mentors and guides and healers and I'm a Reiki master and, and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter with true mastery. We always know we can go deeper, but that's been my journey is I'm a lifelong learner as well. No matter what I've mastered, knowing that, you know, nothing and knowing that we can always go deeper into our gifts and we're always and ever expanding. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really been my journey is um, I did it for myself to begin with. And then it started to overflow and, and now it's my professional work as well. So I get to do what I love every day I know, and help people and you do too, right? What could be better? I know so, it's yes. the ultimate freedom. Yeah. That's my definition of freedom, getting to do what you love the most, the most often. Yes. Yeah. And it is very cool. I think it's so interesting how similar our journeys are. And I know with, yes. and this isn't the case for everyone, which is, which is like a beautiful message within itself. My journey is very connected as a young little girl. Um, I remember my grandmother doing tea leaf readings and me yes. being like, I'm stronger than that. I don't need the tea leaves. And like trying to process. Exactly. Now my ego came into play with my gifts. So I was like a showboat, like use all my psychic intuition as like, oh, oh, da, 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 da. and then <laughs> in my teens, I put it away and yeah. brought it back into my life at like, probably 17, 18, yes. and then a similar path in not professional education, but curiosity. And yes. I went to every church. I went to mm -hmm. every religious faith. I read all the Bibles. I yep. dove into Buddhism. I was like, I am hungry. Like I need <laughs> to know, right? Like, yes. what is this about? Um, yes. And then it started shifting for me and I was able to thread my gifts into my corporate career. Um, working with a lot of celebrities as a personal advisor and all that stuff. And then it sort of morphed into what I get to do now. 
but I know that's not the path for everyone. It's a really cool journey, right? And it's, for me, the beautiful thing that I always preach about is everything that you've gone through somehow Mm -hmm. comes together for your purpose. Like it's in hindsight that you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like I think on the journey, especially when we're younger, right? When we're we're in the house, there's spirits surrounding us. We're very aware of what's going on. We have no idea that that is inextricably linked to our soul purpose. Mm-hmm. We don't just we just don't see it yet. When I was in the bookstore and I was like, I don't know what that is, and like no one's influencing me whatsoever. I need to know what that is. It's almost like we pick up where we left off from a previous incarnation, which of course we know spiritually that, you know, time doesn't really exist energetically, that past, present, and future are available to us in this given moment. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, if we look at past lives, we're so linear minded as human beings, of course, we're hardwired to think of like, of it, but energetically, you know, when we were that priest, that priest is very much alive and well energetically as part of our energy. He's in our field, the mother, the child, like all, all these different uh, aspects of ourself, um, they're all encapsulated in our aura and they're, they're energetically very much alive. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting though, when I, when I saw the cards, I was like, that's something that I need to know. So it was very much picking up where I left off Yeah. and, um, and, and yeah, and you don't see the signs, you don't understand things until you're supposed to. Yeah. And I think oftentimes when we're younger, we, we don't have that trust. We don't trust in the path. And then looking back, it's as clear as day. You're like, I actually did know what I was doing. I just didn't know that I was doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just saying like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sort of like unfolds. And it's, it's that whole hindsight thing where you're like, oh, I nailed that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But in the moment we had shaky legs, you know, we were on shaky ground and we weren't aware, but looking back, it was all there and it, it lined up perfectly. And then that can help us now where we are to have that confidence and trust in wherever we are right now, that we have to trust in the process that we are actually going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I always say to people in readings, you know, they're confused. They're not sure what the next step is with the relationship, with the career, with the house, the travel, whatever the challenge is or multiple challenges. It's like, you are right on time. You are right on track to your life purpose. You couldn't be late, even if you tried. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my guides told me back several years ago. You couldn't be late, even if you tried. Mm-hmm. So in that way, just keep putting one foot in front of the other and just keep mm-hmm. moving. And the universe will work with you and through you and for you as you are a divine being. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say one thing that you and I have in common that you were kind of pointing to is that there are so many people on the spiritual journey that, you know, there's this, this notion of awakening, like that I was asleep and I was unconscious and I had a spiritual awakening when I was, you know, 25 years old. And, and that's such a common story that we hear. Of course, every soul is different. Every example is unique, but it's this kind of awakening of, I, I see myself and I see the world through a fresh set of eyes. Um, you and I never really had that. We didn't, you and I had had something that I, I think a lot of people don't talk about, which is we were awake from the get-go. We, yeah. <laughs> our, our earliest memories, we knew what was going on. We understood energy. And so I find that kind of an interesting connection with the two of us. 
mm-hmm. that we were always awake. It, we, yeah. we were awake from the beginning. Yeah. 100% aware mm-hmm. within the mind and the soul, like, and really yes. blending those two. Yes. And there's, there's always this little pause, like our teens, I paused it. Um, and I think that's to like navigate, what does my human want to experience here? Yes. What does my human peace want? And then, then it comes flying back open again. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, I really feel that 2022 is this massive shift. I, I prefer the term evolution. That's where we're a little bit different. I'm a huge science geek, right? So I love the term evolution instead yeah, of spirituality. I, or, I really like that term evolution too. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel yes. that we are at such a transitional point in our evolution as a collective that yes. people are having this quote unquote awakening now. Yes. And I'm Absolutely. seeing, I'm seeing women step in and be like, rip me apart. Like I need to know what I'm here for. And it's <laughs> so delicious and yeah. so fierce. Yeah. But let's talk about like how we do that for people with divination. I know that's something that you can articulate so beautifully. So I want to go into that for those souls that are like, okay, what does this really look like for me? How do I approach this for me? And like in mind, I've got a few of my clients in particular that are going to send this directly to them and be like, okay, babe, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So divination is, you know, a great passion of mine and it's a huge part of my business, you know, doing uh, readings for people and everybody has these gifts, you know, this notion of this person is special, or, you know, this person can see something that you can't see. That's an illusion. Everyone has the ability to delve into divination. So you are the channel. I am the channel. And anyone that takes tarot with me, I do teach tarot. Anyone that takes classes with me or, or a workshop with me, it's about empowering the individual to tune into their own gifts and to tap into that and really um, allow themselves to access the wisdom that is available to you right now. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions about tarot and divination in general. Um, When we look at popular culture, you know, movies, how tarot or divination has been uh, showcased um, is, you know, this person who is going into the future and they're going to tell you every single thing that's going to happen to you. And it's all written. It's all pre-written. It's all in stone. Like you don't really have any power um, to shift your future and you go to a diviner and they just tell you everything that's going to happen. That's certainly not the case. And anyone that uh, says to you, I'm going to tell you everything, single thing that's going to happen. I would not trust them. And the reason is because, and, and I know that you know this as well. The reason is because our power is always in the present moment. Our power is not in the future. And so if we are going to give away our power to a diviner and the diviner is going to tell us, quote unquote, everything that's going to happen, what they're doing is they're aligning us with a specific timeline and then we're going to give up control. And then we will align with that timeline that they've written for us or aligned us with. And then we go through the motions and then we're like, oh, wow, she really got it. Um, Let's I am shaking my head. Yes. And yes. like the biggest yes right now. Like, yeah. So yes. it's like, let's go higher than that. Let's go higher than that. Mm-hmm. So going back to, if you were a client, it's like, you go to a diviner. I want to access what is going on with you now. What is happening with you presently? What are the present energies? And then when we're looking at the future, 
And of course, divination can happen for the future, obviously. But when we're looking at the future, there are infinite doors, infinite doorways. And Kabbalah really talks about this very well and, and, and in detail, that there are infinite doorways to your future. All of those doorways behind them, nothing is set in stone, most importantly, but all of those doorways that uh, are before you, behind each one is a divine destiny. So it's like divine destiny, A, B, C, D. Each doorway is divine. So actually the present moment is looking at what do I need to release and let go of? What do I need to heal? Do I need to do some therapy uh, for trauma that I, I've just left on the back burner that is actually impeding my vibration so I can go in as a diviner and tell you exactly what you need to do. I can tell you where your soul cycle is. I can tell you what energies are affecting you. I can tell you where the blind spots are. I can help you to uh, empower you to make the right decisions. But at the end of the day, the diviner is not making choices for you or telling you what to do. They're shedding light on the path and they, they can give you recommendations, but it's about empowering the individual to then make those choices. So then what happens is if we can empower a person and you do it all the time, if you can empower someone in the present moment, give them that agency and it's almost like you're the boat launcher just like giving that boat a little push then they're going to sail the ship which i call like the soul they're going to sail their ship on their own right they don't need the diviner the diviner is just giving them a little tap in the right direction and cheering them on and they're like when you hit a wall you can come back to me if you hit it if, if you want if you're in the dark i can help you yeah. but it's really divination there's a huge responsibility with this and, and what we do, because ethically and morally, um, we can't give it all away. And sometimes we will see shadows of the future and we will say this most likely, this relationship or this block, something needs to shift and change. It may not work out, but I've seen people do the work, work on their relationships, go to therapy and they shift their future. They shift their timeline. They align with a higher timeline that I'm seeing. And so as diviners, I want to look at shadows of the future, but I want to coach you to align with the highest probability, the highest divine destiny, the highest timeline and walk through that door. Then everything behind those doors is pre-written. Yeah. So as you can see, destiny yeah. and free will is intertwined, but they're, but what, where people get lost a little bit or confused is that there's not one divine destiny, there's infinite doors, infinite pre-written destinies. So it, it's all a game of alignment, as yeah. you talk about all the time, it's a game of alignment. Yeah. So don't make yourself. And if you've gone to a reader and they're aligning you with a timeline and you don't feel good about it, you're like, no, but that doesn't resonate. That doesn't make me feel empowered. That's not, you know, pushing me and challenging me to step into my mastery and to do the work then, you know, I would, I would ask you to consider going back to your meditation practice and your spiritual practices yeah. and prayer to focus on your alignment. Because if a diviner is steering you in a specific direction, you can call your power back to you at any time. So it's hundred percent. Uh, well, yeah. 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 It's how just do you like, feel about it? Yeah, no, like I love how you articulated that. It's exactly in alignment with my approach. Like when I'm working with a client, I'm looking at their book of life. So our approach is very different, yes. but the, it's the same fucking thing. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. like I, I open up the book of life and I'm like, all right, 
here's where we're at vibrationally. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on because your belief structure creates your emotion, which creates your frequency, which creates your perception, which creates the outcome. Those are the yes. stepping stones in quantum mechanics. 100%. So I'm looking at what's going on in your belief structure. So I'll see what's perceived as past, whether that's past life or past this experience. And where did those belief structures come from? And how are they impacting your now? We yes. have the ability as humans in quantum physics, free thought is the form of all creation. So we look at where is your predominant thought based on that belief, because that's what's creating the outcome. Mm-hmm. I will see soul purpose, but soul purpose can be defined as a million things. So if your predominant experience here is supposed to be the energy of nurturing, for example, Mm -hmm. full purpose can lead into being a mother or a father or having pets or being a doctor or being a Reiki master or being a coach or a mentor or a sister or a brother. Like there's so many formulas for the frequency of nurturing, right? As an example. So that infinite possibility, limitless possibility That's where you in your human meat suit, you get to choose how far do I want to go with this? Exactly. It's free will. You can take it as far and as big as you want to. And there is no right or wrong in any of that. So yes, working with people, it's not about, am I going to have money? Am I going to find the love? That's on you, babe. Exactly. Like if you want it, go for it. I can show you how I can guide you how. And yes. That's the other part that like total different side note or switching gears a tiny bit. That's where whenever, so I used to teach um, enhancing your intent, your intuition or using cards or whatever. And there is so much what we could label as karmic responsibility. Yes. With that. A hundred percent. I suggest so strongly that you don't just jump in and mm-hmm. start doing card readings for everybody you know. Because there's karmic energy in that and you are a part of their creation and what they choose to create. And humanity has this crazy quirky ability to believe everything is fact. We internalize it, whether we don't want to or not, we hold on to that possibility, right? And so, you know, I- And then we limit ourselves. A hundred percent limit ourselves, 100%. And Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing about exactly what you're saying is you can move through any obstacle by adapting that belief structure, by healing first those limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. and then expanding your belief structure into that limitless possibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And I think touching on what you're saying, um, doing readings, whether you're using cards or I also do the teacup. Like sometimes if I do in-person readings, we'll do the teacup with the cards. We do a combo, a combination of both. It's really lovely. Yeah. But, you know, a true reader, you should be able to take their cards and take their teacups and they should be able to read you um, mm-hmm. without any tools, right? Mm-hmm. If they're if they're a seasoned reader, uh, and, and that depends on the person, but when you're given the cards, when you're given the tools and you can really truly divine, um, it comes with that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a good example would be, you know, I had one of my regular clients, she was in a relationship and she wanted to know, you know, is it going to last? And 
I, you know, the card in the future was the tower. So I knew that this was probably going to be a short lived, very intense, you know, relationship, maybe three months, uh, at tops. Um, I could see that. And instead of telling her that, uh, I focused on the lessons, the connection, the passion, the, the, the time, the sacred time that you're set yeah. spending with yeah. this soul. And I actually told her, I, I will not answer that question. Uh, because, because it would be me interfering with the agenda of your soul. Mm -hmm. It would be me robbing you of your present moment joy. Mm -hmm. And I said, so I actually will not answer that question. Mm -hmm. So a seasoned reader will know that there are certain questions that I can recontextualize. There's certain information I will give you, but there are certain things that ethically and morally, uh, Anubis doesn't sleep, right? So Anubis is an Egyptian God. When we pass over, um, basically, you know, our, our karma is weighed. So the idea in Egyptology is that your heart is weighed against the ostrich feather. So your heart should be light from doing good deeds and touching lives of others, for helping other people, mm -hmm. and for leaving the world better than you found it. So your heart should be as light as the ostrich feather. And so your karma not only should be balanced, um, in terms of your emanations, your lives, all of your lives, it should be also you are healing your lineage and you are healing the karma, karmic debts of your ancestors. That's really why we're here. It's, it's, yeah. it's all yeah. of this is really from a macro level. It goes beyond you and I in this conversation. Oh, it's, it's, it's our lineage We're yeah. we're going deeper than just us two souls. So at the end of the lifetime, you know, Anubis, there are checks and balances. And so when we're a reader, Anubis doesn't sleep. So if we give away too much information, if we do the work for our clients, if we tell them what to do, we're going too far. And we are the ones that will pay that karmic debt, not the client, because we're the ones that are taking it too far. And so I think a lot of diviners uh, don't teach this, that ethically and morally, we have to know which questions we are willing to answer. Yeah. And which questions and which questions ask? Yes. Right? And which questions it's like, no, I, I can give you, but we have to fine tune the question where it's like, I can give you information about this. That's going to empower you now. Mm -hmm. But for example, that client came back to me a few months later and the relationship was over. And that's when I shared with her the card. Yeah. Yeah. I told her this was the card and I showed her a photo time stamped from the yeah. reading. And I said, the reason I didn't tell you this was because I would have interfered with the agenda of your soul. I would have robbed you of your joy with this sacred time with the soul. And she was like, I'm so glad you didn't tell me. Like, so, well, so. Because it changes everything, right? My yeah. approach is a tiny bit different than yours. Um, yeah, like me. my primary focus with clients, the primary thing I, well, that I was doing and I'm sort of shifting out of, I have someone that I'm mentoring right now to take over this role, but I work on healing limiting beliefs that are preventing you from thriving, right? Yes. So we have survive mode, we've got thrive mode. So yes. when I'm working with someone who's questioning me about the longevity of their relationship, my first question is, you already know the answer. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. And then once they respond, then we navigate from there. Okay. Yes. So what is the lessons learned? What is it that you want to experience? And then yes. with the quantum mechanics piece behind it, 
you can alter your vortex and people are either going to step up or out. You don't have to create the change. A hundred percent. I right? totally agree. So, yeah. So I jump right back into universal law and yes. take that approach, but I will happily be like, yeah, no, you're totally right. This isn't working, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to say, but I'm not going to say leave this person or do this. Exactly. I'm going to be like, all right, let's talk about what is it that you're here to experience? And what have you learned? What do you want to learn? What do you want to experience? And how do we heal the limits that are blocking that from you? I completely agree. And the other thing, the other thing, just to go off of what you're saying is if you can see that it's most likely not going to work out, right? There's a way that you can say in the present moment, I'm going to empower you with all of the tools for you to exhaust all options to heal this relationship as an example. So it's like, get the five love languages book, you know, mm-hmm. um, go to therapy. Yeah. And, and, and so there's I ways... am therapy, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, let's exhaust in the present moment, give yourself a timeline of six months to a year or whatever the timeline mm-hmm. is that, 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 that you think is, is mm-hmm. suitable for the client. Like, let's really try to heal this. Let's try to shift our energy. Mm-hmm. Etc. And and let's try to shift the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body. Like when we're trying to save something, it, it it's energy. It's not just the energetic body. It's exactly what you're talking about. The psyche. What are the narratives that um, are playing out in the background? What tapes are running in the background? Those limiting beliefs, as an example that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so I would rather focus that client on the present of like for the next eight months, for the next mm-hmm. eight to 10 months, I want you to, to do everything that you can to shift yourself and heal yourself. And then let's see where we're at in eight months. What yeah. has shifted? What have, yeah. what has changed? What are the triumphs? Yeah. Um, what are you proud of? And then are there areas that you really, you know, you have tried to, to uh, shift and it's just not happening. And then that's a totally different conversation. That's a totally different because conversation. Because then we can, yeah, because then we can say we harnessed our energy, we did the healing, mm-hmm. we put the work in and things shift and change that I'm proud of, but it's still not enough for me. Now that's a very different reading yeah. from dissuading someone before yeah. giving it a shot to do the work as an example. Exactly. So we have to navigate those conversations. It's very delicate. Mm-hmm. And again, um, if you are giving away too much information. If you are crossing energetic boundaries, um, then what occurs is you will be paying that price in this lifetime. Yeah. And so I think a lot of diviners don't talk about, you know, the ethics and morals around reading, like anyone can flip cards and go yeah. real far, but their personal lives are usually uh, very complicated and, and, and very topsy-turvy because they're dealing with chaotic energy and so that chaotic energy is coming into your vortex exactly. and will cause havoc in your life. So everything is interconnected when it comes to energy, which Absolutely. we see yeah. as diviners. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to touch on one more point that's in alignment with that. Yes. What I see when we have people stepping into card reading, your belief We all have a different belief structure. We can have the same situation and believe it, perceive it to be different. Your belief causes your perception of life reality. So when someone is new to card reading, like your neighbor, your sister, your best friend, 
they're going to be reading through their perception. Yes. Not through the divinity of you, mm. not through the essence of you. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just put a lot of caution towards mm-hmm. is don't, don't keep revisiting your neighbor. <laughs> that same question, that same, like, this is about you. When you shift your perspective, which stems from your beliefs, you shift your entire reality. Mm-hmm. And if it's about a relationship or a career, Right. That relationship is going to shift to vibrationally match you. Yes. And then it's a different approach. And then it's a different, it evolves. Mm-hmm. Everything is in constant motion. Everything is an evolution. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing when, you know, we're starting to do these readings for other people. Mm-hmm. It has to come from source. It has Absolutely. to come from universal flow, mm-hmm. that divination, right? Yeah. And it's also, um, you know, the creator, the creator or source or God, whatever really resonates. I like creator, but, um, the creator will guide us, will listen to us, uh, will help us, will assist us, will empower us. But at the end of the day, the creator is not going to do the work for us. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing as readers and diviners is we want to shed light, cheer you on, uh, empower you, help you, give you, give you, uh, ways to heal and recommendations. But at the end of the day, that individual soul has to do the work and exercise their free will choices accordingly in order to align with the highest frequencies, their highest timeline and their highest divine destiny. And to call that in and to claim it is very powerful. And that's why affirmations are very powerful Mm -hmm. because once you start to step into soul purpose, And once you start to utilize your voice in order to um, call in uh, that energy that you want to help you, like that energy is going to come rushing in to help you, but you do have to start working with it. You do have to start believing in it. And so it goes right back. It trickles right back to everything you're saying with, it has to start with the, the belief structure. It has, you have to believe that you are worthy of manifesting the love, Mm -hmm. the home, whatever it is, the the job, the awareness, the gifts. If you don't believe that you're worthy of receiving it, then you've already um, blocked that manifestation. So if exactly, so if someone's coming to you for a reading, they can give you all the information, but if you're not looking at your psyche And if you're not healing the deeper traumas that live in us, that live in our bodies, Mm -hmm. our deep wounding or these limiting beliefs that are running rampant in the background and we're just not aware of them really, a lot of people are not aware of them. No, Uh, they're hidden. They're hidden, right? They're hidden. They're in the shadow self. Uh, If we're not willing to do that work, then I can tell you all kinds of things. But uh, if you come back to me in three months... Uh, you'll probably be pulling the same cards or similar cards because you haven't done any work in the last three months. I had as an example of this, I had one client come to me. I didn't know her at all. Um, She didn't say a thing for an hour in the reading. I just kept channeling. And at the end, she said she hadn't had a reading for three years. She had gone to a male reader only once. And she said, out of these nine cards that you pulled, they all resonate. She said, out of these nine cards, out of 78 cards, it's the exact same uh, reading. 
-hmm. And out of the nine cards, seven were the same from her reading from three years ago. And she was shocked. And I had to then guide her to like ask those questions, right? They have to do the work. Why do you think that you're reading three years later with me? I don't know you at all. I don't know the other person. Why do you think that out of nine cards, seven of those cards are the same from three years ago? And obviously the answer is you're getting, you're going to receive the same messages from spirit, from a diviner, from a channeler, from a seer. You're going to receive the same information, whether it's three years apart, five years apart, or 10 years apart until you realize, okay, it's time for me to step into my power. It's time for me to make some serious changes and do some serious work or else I'm just going to keep repeating the same patterns and Mm -hmm. same cycles. Exactly. The same blocks are just going to keep coming up. I need to go and dig up the garden and get those weeds from the root really is what we're talking about. So divination is fascinating in that Mm -hmm. capacity as well. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. I could talk to you all day. Me too. (laughs) So much beautiful connection. However, we're going to wrap it up for this time, but I would love to have you back maybe on a regular basis. And Oh, I'm honored, honey. Thank you. Perfect. All right. So to all of our crew out there following along all of our shift disturbers, let us know what topics you want us to cover and you can find our information if you go to diamondno.com, all our socials and everything there. And Liz, what's your handle and where, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Elysium, E-L-Y-S-I-U-M, Elysium.Liz. And if you're interested in a reading, you can send me a message. And I am open for uh, private readings right now. Amazing. And if you can't find her, just email us at reachout at diamondo.com and I will hook you up. Thank you so much, honey. I was so honored to be on the show. I'm so proud of you for the work that you're doing in the world. And I'm so happy we're connected as well. Oh, so wonderful. Thank you. All right, gang, we'll talk to you next time.